Wildly startable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you do anything wrong, they will either fall over and cry or kick you to death. And, yeah. and you will do absolutely nothing different and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can also do just as much nothing and make everything worse. Yeah. In ways that you can't even begin to understand. So you have to go to, like, a tech person who's basically, like, a priest. They don't speak, like, human tongues. They don't, <laughs> they, they don't understand the world as we do. But they will basically, mm-hmm. like, put their forehead against it and, like, hum. And that's how they understand the problem. Instead of uh, holding snakes, they hold SATA cables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, yeah. like, this is st- stupid, but as you guys know, I'm a big, like, wrestling dork, and one of my favorites is Hangman Adam Page, the wrestling cowboy, <laughs> and, like, part of, like, and this is so stupid, but it's the God's honest truth, like, part of why I'm such a big fan of his is, like, you know, his whole character, you know, he has shirts that say Anxious Millennial Cowboy. <laughs> uh, so much of his character is that, like, He's nervous. He's scared. He's, you know, like, all these, like, very real emotions. His, and his, so, his, his knees are a-knocking and his teeth are a-chattering. Yeah, that he's, you know, he's got all these, like, uh, self-esteem issues. And so whenever I see him riding in for his, like, rematch against Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Championship, and he comes riding in on a horse, my dumb brain goes like, wow, you know he's... He's brave because he's on a horse. And horses are fucking scary. <laughs> horses are... I don't know how we fixed them. I don't know how we got them to agree to live the life they currently do. I think about this truly all the time. You know, I live here in, in, in New York City, mm-hmm. greatest city in the world, where there is a not inconsiderable number of horses... You know, mounted there's police like officers. mounted police mm-hmm. in, romantic in especially romantic oh, carriages yeah. through Central Park, of course. And there are stables kind of periodically throughout the city, just like in Manhattan. You're like, oh, there are the stables um, <laughs> and seeing like a horse getting like <laughs> hosed down next to like a Hyundai Sonata. You're like, <laughs> how dare we? How dare we do this to, like, the most beautiful creature who's ever possibly existed? <laughs> you look at a horse and you're like, we can't own this. This, this, this isn't right. It doesn't want to be owned like a dog does. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't ask for this life. How would the hubris of man to say, that thing should not only allow me to ride it, but also pull my shitty little children and my I, terrible husband I, okay, along not, through Central Not Park. for nothing, not for nothing. If we, if humanity didn't tame horses, we would not exist the way we do. Being able to, like, because you do, like, you know, you guys have gone for a walk, right? You guys have, like, just, like, gone yeah. for a stroll. You know how fucking slow that is? You know how yeah. long yeah, it takes dark. you to get anywhere? Now, imagine there's this thing. This thing that if you feed it, it will just hang around you. And it goes, and it can go, like, five times faster for way longer 
Mm-hmm. Imagine if humanity could never do that for thousands of years. <laughs> I I'm I'm sitting here. I'm talking into my computer, my good microphone. I'm looking over at my my multiple ways to play video games, and I'm saying, "We were wrong to domesticate horses. Take it all away." <laughs> it's it was back. It, it was the a, Indo-Europeans is, were wrong. It is the sin that mankind will be judged for. It is like it was. If I could go back in time and change one thing. I would let JFK get assassinated. I would not stop the planes flying into the Twin Towers. But I 100% would go up to the first guy to try and ride a horse, and I would shoot him. Knock it off. Blank. Knock, Knock it, it cut off. Cut that shit out. Uh, I would tell him the know, horse is no, the no, devil No, no, all you need whatever. to do is spook the horse, and the horse would kick him to death. As like John Wick 2. To a testament uh, of what Justin is saying, like, still to this day, we use horses as a basis of measurement for how fast a thing goes. Yes. Or how much power an engine generates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh... We don't, we don't, we don't measure distance in horses. Oh, shit, there's, there's 18 tiny horses inside this engine. No, people this... re- still rely on horses. Like, the post office still uses horses for, like, what, distant they areas the that don't have roads. That's like, beautiful. They, they, yeah, That's they still have to travel thing. by horseback, or even better, donkey back. I think horses should vote. Horses I think we should take away human <laughs> votes, and I think horses should vote now. Uh, like, as in, like one clop for yes, two clop for no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think horses, <laughs> Pokemon, go to the polls. You know and what I mean? The I think... uh, if a horse hay like, subsidies through the roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. see, this Apple platform is doing really well. <laughs> the war, the war against whips and buggies. Uh, and if a horse like kicks a voting machine, then you have to do a recall election. <laughs> you have to yeah. immediately start it all over again because the horse knows something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have horse sense. They have horse sense. All they have horse sense. Nay, or when they buck and bray, that's how I know something's up. I know evil yeah. is near when the horses are acting up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's... is how I know that evil is in the barn. Don't they? Don't they play that trick in Nope by Jordan Peele? Don't they do I that? Sh- or sure think they do. It seems like they do. It seems like that happens in that movie where and, uh, yeah, a, a horse being freaked out by something is like the key plot detail to how they figure out the the nature of the beast of Jean Jacket. That is like. They mm-hmm. trust the horse is like mm-hmm. the the number one decision they decide to make, and guess what? Saves all their lives. Yeah, everyone who listens to the horse lives. Spoilers for Nope. Okay, but should donkeys get to vote? I may or may not have been on a set recently, and I may the set may or may not have had a horse. Uh, this is all totally hypothetical, of course. Yeah. This is this is a made up mm-hmm. story. This is not real. Yeah, yeah. it's apocryphal. Uh, this is all. This is all just me. Just uh, yet. We're talking first draft Vern lore. Yeah. This is all. Just, yeah. This is all just like me spitball, and this is all just me yes standing in the conversation. And uh, <laughs> I hypothetically saw uh, a scene get shot where like a horse had to walk down a narrow alleyway, an oh. alleyway that was shaped <laughs> like an L, and <laughs> there might have been. Hypothetically, in this like made-up scenario, there might have just been like, I don't know, let's just spitball here, six hundred background talents lining both walls of the alleyway, and the horse 
hypothetically had to go from one end of the alleyway to another. And these 600, let's just say 600 background talents, may have had to throw just like handfuls of rose petals in the air Mm. as this uh, horse was entering. And truly, one of the scariest, if this is all made up, if I were to do something like this, it would have been one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, if something like this were to occur, I might thank have... Thank God you didn't see it. Thank God Thank this God didn't I didn't happen. see it. Thank God this did not happen. It might have been a thing where every time they called action, I turned my back so that I didn't see, I don't know, hypothetically, a horse kick an innocent person in the face and murder them. Hate to see that. I would hate to see that, but... It wouldn't happen. Thank God it can't it didn't happen. happen. And thank God there wasn't a moment where the horse got spooked and the horse started backing up and mm. the horse kept backing up, backed into people, and then kept backing up into a wall. Thank God that never happened because this yeah. is all, all hypothetical. Purely but, hypothetical. But Purely uh, hypothetical. just, uh, I think, uh, when you guys go outside, when you're taking a stroll... And you hear the birds chirping. Like, as I am wont you, to do. Uh, you guys hear like... As I oh, am without horse, I must take a stroll yeah, on my own two you, feet. When you guys do that, you hear, you know, like the sounds of nature. But me, I don't think there's a lot of people that do this. But me, whenever I step outside, I hear the overwhelming collective harmony of murder. And there's no other person who's ever said something like that. Uh, and uh, <sighs> I just... Uh, Horses are fucking scary. Monkeys are scary. Nature is scary. And we were foolish to ever think that we could, like, hold dominion over that. Horses make sounds that show that there prove there is no God. Yes. Um, <laughs> horses, the, 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 most, the most benign sound a horse could make sounds like a growling predator. Uh, and um, they're, not, they're not the four... They're not the four Ubers of the apocalypse. No they're way. Not the four. They're, not the they're four the Razor four, scooters of the apocalypse. Not no the way. Not the four moon boots of the apocalypse. No, no. sir. Not the four boogie boards. Uh uh-uh. uh. No know sir. The, not the four hoverboards. No you way. Know the apocalypse is coming when you hear the clopping of them hooves, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. Rolling Which is their, why. Rolling their two small eyes. Their eyes are too small oh my for God, their faces. Yes. But their nose and is very big. Their noses are so long. And God shouldn't let any animal scream the way horses do. There was there is a video that I saw on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a video I wish I had never saw. Surprisingly, a video that was not sent to me by Justin. Uh, but it's uh, horse breeders. And, like, there's one lady horse... And there's one male horse, and the lady Hi. horse, like... Okay, I like where this is going. The lady okay. horse is, like, ready, right? Like, the lady horse, like, once what's about to happen, prepared. Yeah, yeah. And the male horse goes to approach her, and of course, the male horse goes to approach her from behind. I guess, to be fair, the male horse didn't, like... You know, like, start with trying to give it a back rub or anything. He just, <laughs> didn't light any candles. Didn't, didn't open a bottle candles, of wine. Put on yeah. any Smokey Robinson. But he, the the male horse just, like, approached the female horse and, like, spooked it. And the female horse just, like, fucking, like. Horses are spooking themselves. What, what's the world come to? Yes, and, like, horse, be, because a horse 
is the, wise and knows that a horse is scary, even another horse. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, like, they know to be afraid of each other. <laughs> this used to be a stable, a proper stable. And the the lady horse, like, hopped up on her front legs, kicks, uh, kicks the male horse, like, and catches him, like, right at the top of the neck, right at the bottom of the jaw. And the male horse, like, immediately goes completely stiff and starts, like, tipping over, like... Like a like a statue would tip over, like mm. like this was a racist like, horse statue, like Confederate horse, yeah, like a Confederate yeah. horse. And like, I want to say like when the horse was at seventy five degrees, when when it went from nine, you know, it starts out at ninety, and the horse is like seventy five degrees, the horse started shitting, like the horse's <laughs> bowel started evacuating, and so like this care. lady horse killed a male horse, like instantaneously oh yeah and so like and so like imagine what that would do to a human that's That's fucking terrifying i've seen john wick kill two people with one horse okay (laughs) just by letting it do a kick um i Mm. listen horses are dangerous and beautiful animals this is why Mm. the number one romance novel fantasy is the stable boy because that guy Uh. spends a lot of time around horses we know he is Mm. strong we know he is powerful we know he fears nothing we know this is why i am forming the oats party and politically rallying (laughs) the horses oats party i'm forming the kevin Kevin, i you will have to pry my vote from my cold dead hands before i let you give it to a horse well i listen you and the horse farm, right? fight for the you, vote. You and the you horse been... fight for the vote. 1v1. Mono e mono. You and the horse fight for that vote. <laughs> I want to see who wins that vote. I want to see who comes out of the horse ring. <laughs> it ain't going to be Justin. You've farm, right? You, you've seen the Budweiser Clydesdales? I of have, Of course, yeah. the Majestic Those Beasts. Things are kaiju. Those things are Fucking scary. They're scary. scary. They're too big to vote, Kevin. <laughs> a Clydesdale gets two votes in my election in the Oats Party. No, no, because that no, that'll, it'll empty votes. our carrot stores. We'll have to invest everything into like brushes and sugar cubes. The economy will collapse. <laughs> Sounds great, sugar cube economy. Lick, I lick, guess lick. it's uh. For I guess for folks keeping Kevin, score I will at home. not go back to being a brony. I will not. I left <laughs> that not, life behind. I'm, you're not uh, gonna have a fucking choice. Kevin, fucking Kevin walks in wearing his like cowboy outfit, but also like military badges. Justin, we need you for one last job. And one Justin's last like, job. I've left that life behind me. <laughs> I need uh, you to lust after Applejack one more time. I, I put Equestria <laughs> daily on a block list for a reason, Kevin. Daily, a lot of news happening in the. <laughs> You'd be amazed how much they would consider news. <laughs> Listen, when Harry, when Daniel Radcliffe needed to prove that he's not just a little boy wizard, that he's a big boy actor, what did he do? He did a play called Equus with the, naked with the horse, naked mm. with a horse, like a big boy would do. Right. Little boys don't want to fuck the horse. Real Little men boys want to fuck, fuck the horse. The horse. Uh, his, that's, uh, that's my new terminology for when a young actor has to, like, do the edgy project to prove that, like, every time Tom Holland does a movie where he does coke, that's that's called fucking the horse. That's the TV trope. 
Oh. <laughs> when we'll whenever a show becomes more mature, it's uh, it's growing the beard because of Riker after season two. Mm. Yeah. As, after season one of TNG. Yeah. Whenever a character becomes more mature, they are they are fucking the horse. They're fucking the no, horse. No, 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 no. It's not would... just that they're more mature. It's that I would argue that fucking the horse is an off branch of jumping the shark. In that <laughs> No, I'm actually serious now. Um <laughs> In that, just as jumping the shark is a st- is setting a level of absurdity in a relatively grounded setting that you oh. can't really recover from, fucking mm. the horse is setting a level of edge and kind of contrarian adulthood. It's not just because it's not just being a grown up. Um, it's, it's look how it, grown up I am. It's Liz- it's it's it, Lizzie Berkeley and uh, Showgirls. She was fucking exactly. the horse. It's, I'm can, so grown up that I'm around. It's a, um, it's a Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. It's yeah. like that yeah. is fucking the horse. Uh, well, okay, so Miley Cyrus on the Wrecking Ball. There's Lizzie Berkeley and Showgirls. There's uh, Daniel Radcliffe and the eponymous horse fucker. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the Codify. Oh, um, uh, is is Lord of the Rings Elijah Wood and fucking the horse, or is Wilfred Elijah? Wood? Wilfred, maybe Wilfred Sin is City? fucking the horse. No, Sin City is absolutely fucking the horse. Sin City, Sin City. where he plays Playing like the pedophile? crazy cannibal. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about Sin. I Named a, the yeah. Yellow Bastard. No, <laughs> he, that's a different character. The Elijah no. Wood's cannibal serial killer in Sin City is called Kevin, and of course I remember that. <laughs> why? Now why would? Now why would? Because my first name is TVs, so why would I care if a right, character right, right. exactly. is named Kevin? Na- well, of course, named after your dad, Mike. Mike TV. <laughs> Mike TV. <laughs> my dad, my little dad, who grew up, I, he got sucked inside the TV in the chocolate factory where they have the <laughs> yeah, TV Yeah, no, no, machine. no, and he stayed the TV, so you had a TV dad. It had happens. A TV raised by TV. He's literally, Kevin was literally raised by TV. I was raised by TV. Just at uh, the ball game, like at the ball game, your dad's on one of those shitty little like travel TVs. Yeah, that were the ones a, that were just like a perfect cube. Whenever yeah. Kevin, whenever Kevin was in school and the teacher didn't feel like teaching and they wheeled the TV out in the car, <laughs> Kevin's like, Uncle. Uncle, when your dad was gonna show me October Sky again. When your dad went to get his tube ties, you didn't realize he meant it that way. <laughs> I've heard of helicopter parents, but satellite parents. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is, of course, your movies for babies. Oh, <laughs> on uh, uh, where, of course, as you know, we are talking about a horse of horse, of course, of course, a horse tastic film called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Colon Mutant Mayhem. Mutant there are some horses in this film. A completely horseless film. No, not a horseless film. Many horses. Are there, there mount- horses? I can't. In the climax, mounted, are there mounted? You don't remember? Oh, that's right. How oh, right. So the horses, the police. No. no. The uh, well, uh, Superfly. Super duper fly. Oh, that's right. That's right. The has leg. an entire leg made of horses. The fifth horses leg. die in that's this right. film. That's how you that's know right. the stakes are serious because a horse died. Uh, Mutant Mayhem is the turtles fucking the horse. You know, it's truly. Uh, really forget- this is how you know they're growing up. I yeah, yeah, this is how you know they're that, not uh, teenagers anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of interesting the history of the turtles because like they kind of started fucking the horse. What the fuck? And then they have since really tried to erase the idea that they used to fuck the horse. They tried to unfuck the horse. 
Yeah, they, they because kind of like repair the horse's virginity. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just got uh, curious uh, if there were horse characters. <laughs> Yeah, let's go on whatever. Vern got, t- got tickled by a horse feather. <laughs> okay, I got curious to know if there if were... there was a horse character. <laughs> a and there horse is mutant. on on TMNTpedia. I feel on like we tur- could have done a better it, name, guys. It's Turtlepedia on fandom. <laughs> Turtlepedia.fandom. Equine started out as a yes. quote, and this word is in quotes. Funny animal <laughs> parody <laughs> of macho characters like Conan the Barbarian. But slowly broke down into just a dumb medieval horse character. The the turtles appeared in two of his comics, Equine the Uncivilized Uncivilized. number three and number six. The latter also featured appearances by Miyamoto Yusagi and Panda Khan. Uh, And God, this picture of Equine is great. That is what made me laugh. That is I so... love Equine. I Equine. love this guy. It's kind of my uh, shit. I, what are the know, odds that there is a collected edition of Equine that I could what, read? He never what I do with the listeners and... okay, what listeners do need to understand is that the TMNT's like creative DNA is in fact just extensive Marvel parodies. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so uh, uh, Eastman and Laird, uh, the creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they were they were uh, uh, you know friends and collaborators with the with the people that created Daredevil. And so, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, as funny little guys that eat pizza, are essentially a takeoff on '80s Daredevil. But what if there were four devil- Daredevils, and what if they were Turtle Boys mm-hmm. in the in the original incarnate, which was, which is you know the ooze that gives them their powers is. Mm-hmm. Will never will never officially be able to be this because of licensing, but is nominally the same uh, canister of radioactive uh, uh, material that gave Daredevil his his sight powers, and uh, the you know uh, Daredevil of course famously fights a group of ninjas called the Hand. Uh, so who did the turtles fight? Of course, the Foot. Um, it's it's sort of a, it's a big uh, ping pong back and forth sort a of thing real there. Uh, Puffin Publishing podcast level parody. Yeah. Um, it's a real, and, but, but the original comics are very serious. They're very po-faced. The four turtles are not really able mm. to be distinguished from another. They're all very, very similar. Yeah. And also the comic is in black and white. So like they're, they're, it's impossible to tell them apart. Well, <laughs> the, the, the joke begins and ends with what if daredevil was just four turtles? Right. And no, 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 and and that's that's where the comedy is. It's like if Twenty Four was with a talking dog, and it, otherwise Twenty Four st- instead of Jack Bauer, it was Jack Bow Wower, and but, but played right down the middle. Not yeah. Like otherwise, it was normal Twenty Four. Yes, just regular Twenty Four, but he's a dog. Uh, I, even though we all know that Jack Bauer is a horse, but. I desperately <laughs> want to see. Jack, Jack Bow Wow Wow I you have no idea. Jack Bow Wower torturing, you know. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Instead of beating people with a wrench, it's a bone. Yeah, it's, it's uh, every episode. There's half of the episode is just like him outside going for a walk. He's uh, trying. No, he's trying yeah. to. He can't decide whether to cut the red wire or the green wire. But because he's colorblind, he can't tell the difference. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, and because. Dog years are seven, human years. 24 is actually, like, 3.3 hours. 
168. <laughs> no, it's like three and a half hours because that's 24 hours to a time. Um, anyway, uh, yes, so they, so they get into the very uh, Poe face. And I'm not making fun of these comics. I've honestly never personally read a comic with the Ninja Turtles in them. I just, I've never had that relationship mm-hmm. with the Turtles. But this obvious, obviously they, somebody saw something in this and yeah. uh, they became very merchandise. There's the very, of course, and then the 80s cartoon is really where this all uh, uh, becomes a real like household pop cultural staple mm-hmm. where they make it very silly. They love uh, the pizza. They have uh, the fun 90s, uh, uh, you know, personalities. Um, that's where we get like the iconic designs of these characters like April O'Neil. And you play like even the, the, the you know, mm-hmm. side scrolling video game that came out a few mm. years ago is modeled after that version Casey Jones. Yes, Casey Jones. Uh, uh, my, oh God, I love Krang. God, I love Krang. Krang's great. Um, I'm a big Krang guy. I love me some Krang. Uh, sadly, we watched a Krangless film, but I understand. We have to kind of get away. Uh, one of the things I don't mind I them sure. building up to Krang. The, um, <laughs> the 80s, in a way, were almost like, I don't know, like, of course, I did not live in the 80s. I was born in November of 89, so I got in there <laughs> just like like at like 1130. Right um, the you I, I, I you were able to line up one bump of coke before the exactly. ball dropped. Yeah. Uh people say like I don't know what Zoom is. I don't know what the Animaniacs are. They say only 90s kids will get this and I go, "I don't know it. I'm 89." Um, <laughs> but uh I don't know about you guys. I imagine you guys probably feel the same. But, like, I I walk through life in the year 2020-23, uh, and, I, and I do think that, like, wow, this is probably the most, like, creatively devoid time in all of human history. Um, and I do wonder if, like, 19... The only other time that gives us a run for our money is the 1980s, because every... There was... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a cartoon and like from that like well let's try to make Rambo a children's cartoon let's try to make the Toxic Avenger a 1980s cartoon and I, it, think, like, a children's I cartoon. think it is but in a very different creature in that the 80s still had mass culture mm. um, there was still like there was still pop culture um, and I guess which also, like which we don't it which does not exist anymore uh, but also one thing to that is like important is the whole reason like the turtles were made into a cartoon was because like we can like let's make let's make some money let's sell some toys. right 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 no but it yeah. was also uh, to sell physical things we don't even do that anymore that's true we yeah. don't even yeah. you don't even get like the last hurrah of the physical toy was like Skylanders where you would buy <laughs> the toy wow. to then play it in a video yeah. game God, and now those kids were, just have Fortnite. I yeah no I wor- I worked in a vintage stock. We dealt with those. Yeah, because um, they had the dis. What was the Disney were, one? Oh, you Disney, were, it was like Disney Infinite, and it sucks. That's right. And then the Lego got in on it with like Lego Dimension. Lego yep. Dimension. Uh, everyone tried to do Amiibo. the toys are a video game thing, yeah, and it didn't yeah, work yeah, yeah. because video games beat toys every fucking time. Unfortunately. <laughs> Well, also, like, if you're going to have a 
toy, it needs to be able to, like, you move its arms. And all these Amiibo and, like, Disney Infinity, like, at least, like, with the Legos, like, you can build them, you can treat yeah. treat them as Legos, but, mm-hmm. like, the Or Skylanders, you can go on Roblox and Minecraft and make anything you want with this is infinite true. Legos. This is true. This is true. This is well, Skylanders true. don't do shit. No, sit no, there. Land- Amiibo, Sky- sit there. Skylanders uh, fuck around and do a Crash Bandicoot, and it sucks. Amiibo <laughs> sit on shelf, and then you put it on your Switch, and it gives you, like, yeah. an apple. And you're like, sick. What I am was, I, a horse? I was super happy. I mean, I wasn't super well, yes, I was, because it was a, a f- downfall of a corporation. Whenever Toys uh, R Us was going out of business. Because uh, then, like, Amiibos are cool to, like, have on your shelf just sitting there. And I was super happy whenever Toys R Us went out of business because the only ones I, re- like, really wanted, like, Ness and Lucas from the Earthbound games, like, you could get those for 50 cents because no one knows what those games are. <laughs> and so at Toys R Us, whenever they're going out of business. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, I, that, was a, that was a pestilence. Uh, but now it's all... It's all now the It's now all it's Fortnite all digital. skins. Yeah, it's all Fortnite skins. Yeah, it's all I can shit be... that It's all shit you can't even put on a shelf anymore. I can be Bender Futurama and I can kill Goku and yeah. I, can, I can spend 20 US dollars for this privilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of spending 20 US dollars total to buy a Bender toy and a Goku toy and just bash, <laughs> bash them, together them together to your heart's yeah. content. And then like, when I'm when I'm bored of Fortnite, I can still play with my Bender and my Goku right. and smash them together. And yeah. there's not a chance that like you buy the Bender toy, you buy the 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 Goku toy, and then all of a sudden like Playmates, an executive from Playmates comes to your house like, "Hey, sorry, we lost a license. We have to take those toys back from you. <laughs> we have right, to repossess Goku." Yeah, you can't have that anymore because we lost the license to that. You don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Once it's made, it's just made. It's just on your shelf. Yeah. But sorry, we got We got to wait. <laughs> TMNT was TMNT. made. TMNT was made for toys to the point that it spawned like a generation of knockoffs, which was my entry mm-hmm. point into the genre because I was not in a. I didn't watch T, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles until it was on the Fox box. Before that, I watched Extreme Dinosaurs, a, oh, yeah. spin, a spin-off of Street Sharks. I th- <laughs> See, Street Sharks is what I thought you were going to say, but I have once again made the fatal error of underestimating my friend Justin, who, is, who from the day he was born, has just <laughs> found the most obscure media available to him. Baby not, Justin. Not by choice! Baby Justin was crawling around his parents' house, like, pulling out, like, bootleg VHSs they didn't even know that they owned. And it was like, where did uh-huh. you find this? Uh-huh. And he goes, ah, uh-huh. papa. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, TMNT is, like, if you're imagining, like, a tree, uh, the rings of a tree trunk, uh, TMNT is the origin. And, like, Street Sharks is, like, third or fourth tier. I would say, mm. like, what? Second tier is Biker Mice from Mars, and then Street Sharks. Maybe Battletoads, if you want to be generous. Oh, Battletoads, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Battletoads. I forgot. Oh, Battletoads. I forgot about that. I forgot about Street Sharks. Everyone forgot about all the knockoffs. uh, Those Street Sharks toys were just like... You, you hear about, like, us swallowing microplastics. Those were just 
enormous macroplastic. Macro you could you could kill a man with a street shark story. In Those the fucking in the graduate when that guy goes up to Benjamin and is like the future is plastics he meant street sharks like that's what he was like you're gonna make a fucking mint off of those things kid they're like a show that i don't think lasted very long i don't think street sharks was like around for no for no, a, no it um, existed long enough to have the extreme dinosaurs line. and they exist yeah. which would then get their own show that i watched too many tapes of from the schnooks grocery store <laughs> Back when you got like oh, when you could get like two episodes of Pokemon on a VHS tape, and not Redbox at the grocery store, not Redbox, but a whole like section. Yeah, a whole aisle. It was God. I miss when things were real, guys. It was was the it was the shut my fucking kid up aisle. (laughs) Kids just will not stop bothering me. It was like, will you be quiet if I buy you two episodes of Digimon on VHS? Will you be quiet? Can you believe that I as a kid really had to shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) I would never believe it. You say it, and I just, I can't. I remember, I fucking loved, as a little kid, I fucking loved the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. I loved the Batman animated series. I loved Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. I was such a huge Batman kid. And this was before, like, Nick at Night. Like, Nick at, Nick at Night was around, but didn't have the show. This is before I was aware of, like, the Adam West Batman. And I remember being in the video store at Kroger in West Frankfurt, Illinois, and seeing, like, Batman the movie... But it was Adam West and uh, Burt Ward in these in their Spirit of Halloween costumes, and uh, I remember seeing. I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, I forgot about uh, grocery store video stores. My God, Uh, they were everywhere. It was just they were there. I, they were, they were a genuine like in a child. They were a genuine childhood institution for me. That's how I, you know, that's how I learned about like full, the full moon entertainment. Like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Prehysteria, pet. Sh- we're gonna watch a full moon movie at some point. <laughs> I'm going. It's gonna be one of my picks eventually. Yeah, I mean, they got a huge collection of it on Tubi. So, yeah, no, know, like they were, roll. they they were like a, they were a huge part of the video store experience. Yeah, and yeah. they would produce like. These things. You just see his VHS, and you're like, as a kid, you're like, is there more of this? Or is this, Mm -hmm. like, the entirety of, like, this weird one-off animated thing? And there was no way to learn this information. No, as far as you know, that was, as far as you knew, that was the only tape of that show forever. Like, Mm -hmm. that could be the only three episodes of Rocker, of Rocco's Modern Life you would ever see. And mm-hmm. that was what you had to be happy with. I have only seen two episodes of Monster Rancher. And they were... Because <laughs> I had a tape of those two episodes of Monster Rancher. And that's all I've ever needed to see. Because I was eight. And I got to see, like, a dog with horns that shot ice. And his name was Tiger. And that was enough. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. And that's all you need. Yeah, we never had cable growing up. I'm sorry, we're talking about this instead of turtles. Um, We never had cable growing up. So, like, there's so... Yes? I think what's happened... Mutant Mayhem is super good. And I... Super good. 
And I we'll think our conversation it. about it is going to be like, yeah, it's really good. And I think that's why we're doing we'll this. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> anyway. Well, this is Kevin. all – I think this is part of the conversation around the Turtles, weirdly enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, this oh, is yeah. part of no, their well, the turtles has, cultural history. There's – well, I think it is like a it's, – it's, it's sort of a joke at this point that how has this franchise with the – stupidest fucking premise in the name lasted this long mm-hmm. i know uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to it i'm sorry my tiny my tiny little story um Please. we we never had cable growing up i had like you know two three channels whatever it was and so there's so many shows that like everyone my age knows like back and forth back and forth that i just have barely any conception of like and there was just this one time where my grandma you know, grabbed a six-hour VHS tape, stuck it in her cable machine, and, like, recorded one night of Nickelodeon programming. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, that was it for me for, yeah. like, ten years. I that My understanding of Hey Arnold is one episode from one VHS tape. My understanding of Rocket Power is one episode. Yeah. It's, Not missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Not missing well, out. Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie, for years, for me, was, like, the thing you only saw in hotels. Yeah. That's where they uh, lived, those nasty that's, boys. I have that now, like, and maybe this is because I'm a child or something, but, like, anytime I figure out that I'm going to be in a hotel, I'm like, holy shit, I can watch Cartoon Network. <laughs> like, <I get laughs> no, so no, that's a very cable. real yeah. impulse for our generation. It is. I can watch Cartoon Network. I can watch 12 episodes of Teen Titans Go. <laughs> because that's, Back to back. Because... In the year 2037, like, after the heat death of the universe, when we're all gone, if there's any TVs that are Very able to pick up power, they will be showing Teen Titans Go. That is like, Teen Titans Go, uh, if you if you don't get, if you don't turn on a Cartoon Network during Adult Swim hours, all you are getting is Teen Titans Go. That, all you get is Teen it is, well, it yeah. is digital cockroaches. There are like, no, there is going to be a follow-up bunker where there are two shows. There's going to be Cartoon Network with Teen Titans Go and Nickelodeon with SpongeBob. And you yeah, yeah, will yeah. not get to watch anything else. That's and that's, that's how the it. Fallout Shelter will make the perfect serial killer. And then you're in <laughs> But then there's one cool Fallout Shelter that has MTV's current lineup, which is twenty four hours of Rob Deerdeck's ridiculousness. <laughs> I I once had a grinder hookup where I show up at their apartment and I ask like, hey, uh, before we start fooling around, I ask, hey, do you want to just kind of like put something on to like set the mood? And they put that on. What <laughs> ridiculousness? Yeah, the show that is ninety percent nut shots. What? Like just what penile mood are we trying mutilation. To <laughs> oh, we I I feel that mood very profoundly. Actually, I get that. I get that in a major way. I never thought I'd have to ask someone to put on pornography as just anything else. Anything else. Anything but ridiculous. Can you have Robin Big at least? Come on. (laughs) Put on... No, okay, not Wild Boys. That's almost worse. Yeah, don't put on fucking Wild Boys. Yeah, you have Nitro Circus. (laughs) (laughs) Can, we just, can you just put on I Love the 2000s? <laughs> I can fuck to that. 
Best week ever. You got any best week ever on that? On that box? <laughs> best week ever <laughs> on, that, on that machine. Kid, the, kids, but, ki- kids, cable was something else. Ki- so cable was truly throwing <laughs> spaghetti at every wall. And can we how little of it stuck. put on best week ever? You don't understand. I have to watch. Paul Shear and Rob Hubel just say the most disgusting comments you'll ever hear about Britney Spears at the VMAs. You don't, don't understand. If I don't see Doug Benson, I can't I, finish. If I can't, if I can't see Michael Ian Black talking about Twin Peaks on I Love the '90s, like I'm going to go insane. You have to. <laughs> Who is the show for? Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> good movie. Mutant Mayhem. Good movie. Super good movie. Cute. Uh, really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those generational things where if you're born before this date, your preferred TMNT is that first animatronic live action movie. The Henson uh, one. If you're born at the Jim Henson one, if you're born after this date, it's Mutant Mayhem. I just think that's how I, it shakes out. I, I actually was a Fox... Actually, my formative Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show was the Fox Box one. Mm, yes, of course. The one where instead of swearing, they would just say, what the shell? Of what course. the shell? And my uh, formative Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, is, of course, of course, famously, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, of specifically. I'm an ooze kid. I'm a child of, of the course. ooze. <laughs> Toka and Razor. These are Oh, oh you want to understand. You're, like, They're a friend babies. Oh. Exactly. Vern gets it. They're babies. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, I I'm a little. I grew up in just like the armpit of America, West Frankfurt, <laughs> Illinois. Just like, just like America's taint. West just like Frankfurt, fucking Illinois. nowhere. And of course, like the I'm after Kevin, burp of America. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kevin. I'm I'm sure Kevin, you got this. Justin, I don't know how much you got this, but like, just this like drilling in your heads that like every city in America is just this like disgusting crime ridden vile like yes. horrible place of sin and excess and like I lived in a say I, I lived in a suburb of St. Louis so I don't think I got quite that because I was on okay. the periphery of the city I, I was on the periphery of the crime like hell hive my grandfather was worried the, about the knockout game if that's anything but <laughs> the knockout the knock the knockout game was this like urban rumor in like the early 2000s that gangs of young black men would go around and just knock out old people to oh. see if they could um and i think oh. it all spun from like one cop's testimony that turned out to be bullshit yeah. oh what what, uh, what? Really? a cop lied on the stand amazing yeah, that rumor goes right next to the one that, like, every single person of our parents' generation believes that, like, this, the apocryphal story that, like, yeah, I saw this homeless guy begging for change, and then I turned around, and he took off his homeless clothes, and he was wearing a suit, and he got in a memo, mm-hmm. you know? Like, <laughs> and that uh, one story, that, and like, if every... you see someone, if you see someone driving at night without their headlights on... Don't flash your head, and, and you're in a city. Right, right. Don't flash your like headlights at them to remind them, like, hey, your headlights are off, because 
they will follow you home and kill you. That's exactly. part of the gang initiation. Yes, exactly. Or uh, I mean, make I sure if that you, if you see if you see a hook on the on on your car door, there is in fact a hooked-handed serial killer in the back uh-huh, seat. Uh-huh. So you have Just to escaped. make sure the person driving behind you is flashing their high beams to keep the serial killer down until you <laughs> of get course. home. Of course, of course. Um, well, uh, uh, Vern, oh. as, as someone who lives and has lived in uh, America's largest city for six years, there are two fundamental experiences of being a New Yorker. One is every single person from your hometown sending you erroneous messages and articles <laughs> that, like, you are about to be actively killed. Uh-huh. That, like... <laughs> To walk through the streets of New York is to almost, to just be at a knife's point at any given uh, uh, moment, Um, Mm. whereas I have lived in New York for six years and I've never heard a gunshot. And the the other fundamental New York experience is watching the place where you live get destroyed in movies over and over (laughs) and over again. It's really weird. This is the second movie this year that we've talked about on this show where I'm like, that guy's destroying like my neighborhood. <laughs> that guy, that guy's blowing up where I live, which is not something that happens as often to like Salt Lake City. Only what in I, New York, baby. I want to see the movie where a kaiju this fucking levels like the temple and knocks over the uh, the, the the tall building. And I Salt think we're Lake the boys to make it. I think, yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, uh, do you have an idea how long, how much I've longed to see like a kaiju destroy the arch God, just to I mean, get just rid of right that there. fucking ice just walk underneath it's... it and just kind of like he bumps his head on it and breaks right. it in half yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, right the, the limbos under the arch real quick we i started this like forever ago and i and i if i don't say it i'll get an aneurysm um <laughs> but like growing up in in the midwest like and i think this is it this just carries on which is why like you see grown men on the internet just like terrified of the thought of just like five different cities on a map but like i just remember like being like hearing those horror stories about new york new york was always like the like the the bowser of like the evil cities you know what i mean like um and i remember watching that that first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie uh with the with the henson uh animatronics and seeing like says damn See, he says a damn word, yeah. He says and, the uh, damn word. And, but seeing the pickpocketing that happens at the beginning of that movie with that music, and I remember just like, this is real. This is, you know, like... This is happening. Everyone I, in the I, Midwest watched The Freshman starring Matthew Broderick and Marlon Brando where, like, he gets robbed one second after being in New York City. Uh-huh. They're like, this is this is what it's I, like over there. I, I went full on, like, Rowdy Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper mode. And, like, this is a documentary. This is a real... <laughs> this is truly what it's like to be in New York. This was happening. Uh, Jose uh, can Bet you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I also, guys, I gotta say, uh, this is one of the things I wanted to, again, I think Mutant Mayhem's super, super good. One super of my favorite good. movies this year. Um, uh, I think, um, Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is kind of like, for boys, a part of this, our cultural, like, Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I feel like you can for either say, generation, like, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I feel like you can either well, say, like, have, like, Turtles, They've never gone or, away. 
Yeah. You know what I, I feel like, like it's yeah. always a turtle show on now. Just which turtle show you grew up uh-huh. having access to. It, no, it turns, well, I think like, Turtles have become like Batman. Like, they don't. It's like it's, Batman or... It's kind or, of a perfect show. Even what I mean so. by it... Well, yeah. What I mean by that statement is just like... It's either like Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles or like Dragon Ball Z. If you If you meet a new kid on the playground that you've never seen before... You can either say, like, do you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you have a best friend now? Or do you you can say, do you know Dragon Ball and you have a best yes. friend now? It's just, like, they right. just, they're so omnipresent and there's so much of it that, like, so you can, you can just, like, make, you, know, you can make friendships just based on, like, having seen the same thing. That's why uh, with my media tastes, I've never been able to make friends. <laughs> Right, because nobody nobody knows those biker mice. I was um, the only One Piece kid in middle school. <laughs> Damn, being the One Piece kid, at least back back in our day, that's you're you're on a lonely island, baby. Heavy, you're on a fucking still heavy am. is the head. You that might wears, as well be on fucking Marine Ford. How alone you heavy are. Heavy is the head that wears the straw hat. <laughs> that's very good. I feel like Turtles is in exactly the same basket as Scooby Doo. Yes where it has never really gone away. For whatever reason, there's something just sticky about this. Probably the ooze. Probably the ooze. The, the eponymous ooze. It has a nice ring to it. Ooze. Hmm. Well, it just... That, it's a And there's always dynamic. a new... There's just, there's just something... There's just, they, they found something. It's just... It's, it's a perfect dynamic. It can scan through the ages, even though, like, you know, the original version feels very of its time, but you're like... Yeah, but this, like, kind of person that we're riffing on can be extrapolated upon through time, and we just turn them into a turtle in the same way that, like, somehow there's something, like, immortal about Mystery Inc., even though, like, these are equally stupid ideas. Right. And, like, Hanna-Barbera also threw out, like, a million different iterations of the exact same thing, but just for whatever reason. For whatever reason, Scoob- Jabberjaw just- didn't catch on in the same yes. way. Then. But just like <laughs> Scooby got something, Speed we don't know buggy. what it is. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speed Buggy did not catch on in the same way. But surely uh, the all- Funky Phantom, Kevin. No, the Funky Phantom didn't catch on. The 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 Hair Bear Bunch, none of them. They didn't catch on. Not in the way that Scooby has and has remained and and has been locked in. And the Turtles are in the same camp. But I think there's a fundamental question that the three of us Uh-oh. need. To address. Uh oh. Who's your favorite turtle? Damn. I mean, we're all Donatello, right? No. <laughs> See, I would have assumed this was a Mikey crew, but I'm not a Mikey guy. Uh, neither am I. So it's, you're a Donatello I'm guy. I'm a Donatello guy through and through. Interesting. Bold. Interesting. What are you? Yeah, Kevin, what are what are you? I I think I know. I am sadly despicably. A Leonardo guy. God damn it. Yeah. I knew I'm it. So, I, 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 I hoped otherwise, but... I don't want to be a Leonardo guy in no the same way that when I read X-Men, I don't want to be a Cyclops guy, <laughs> but it's like... It's it's the die I've been cast. I am the guy who has to, like, send the text message of, like, can you guys please send me your scripts? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just... That's mm-hmm. my lot in life. And, and I just, I must accept that. I am the Boy Scout. I am the Buzz. It plays into my hall monitor tendencies. Mm-hmm. Your um, RA mindset. 
the three of, of the three of us who was an RA. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a buzzkill RA, but I just, that is what has happened to me. That is, that is that is just that is how it works. I'm a Leonardo guy, it is your lot fundamentally in life. through and through. It's my lot in life. I'm sorry. I'm the worst one. <laughs> I saw. No, no. It's 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 a. Whenever I was, it's it's kind of interesting. Whenever I was a young kid, uh, I was most definitely a Michelangelo guy. Uh, adored Michelangelo. Big fan of Michelangelo. Um, and then. Uh, in my teens, mid-teens, uh, late teens, I became a, a, Don- a Donatello guy. Um, but, uh, but an interesting thing happened, uh, when, when watching Mutant Mayhem is I, in over, in, in the years of my, my turtle watching, like, Leonardo has been the one I related to the least, but one thing did happen while watching Mutant Mayhem, that that moment where Leonardo's like, guys, we we got to get back home. Like, Splinter, dad's going to be upset with us. Uh, and that, like, bro spoke to my child's soul of like, guys, we're going to get in trouble. That was <laughs> like, I, it was a, it was a thing where like, not not getting we all know that i'm i'm the baby with the uh, the mental health issues uh, it was baby, the thing. baby we all got that talking we all two other men also with help with mental health i mean issues. not yeah i'm not dis, i'm not discounting your guys's experiences but uh i i am the one who's the most uh i'm i'm you can always tell with me <laughs> but i i will say like whenever i was watching this one i was like this whole like fear of trouble because you're trying to be a good boy like oh that (laughs) that 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 registered with me as part of a a leonardo person and also again not to peel back the curtain too much uh but um uh through the through the couple years of therapy and counseling that i've been uh, going through here in salt lake city uh there is part of me that like uh looks back at pictures of me as a baby and I go, what the fuck happened to this kid? I'm going to hold you fuckers responsible for this. And that makes me uh, feel a little Raphael. And I think think part of what makes the turtles uh, like just like permeate so much is that there is the margins on those four personalities are just opaque enough that you can latch onto them. Yes. And and yeah. and they, like they are as, the four universal experiences of young men. They're the yes. they're the four humors. It's like a sex in the city thing or like any, you know, group of four. It's like these this is just like these are the four types of person you can be. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think just like as they keep uh, as they keep growing and as turtles let's like keep being a thing like and hopefully uh as you as if if you're if you're a good if you're a kin at the end of barbie and you're exploring uh what your role in this society is like as time goes on you can uh move about the turtle the turtle van a little bit it's in fact and- healthy too <laughs> Yeah, and like uh, I at this time in my life, I felt a little bit more Michelangelo, but right now I feel a little well, bit rougher. Okay, but that's the thing is and that no one like okay like as a child, 
Yeah, you you latch onto the one turtle because you're a child mm-hmm. and your pers- your perspective is limited because you've only been around like a decade and change. And um, also, I think when you're a child, like your favorite color factors very heavily into what your favorite turtle. Yeah, that is, is partially when you're why adult. I was a Donatello guy, even though yeah. I loathe machines and I always have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the purple one, so that's why I latched onto him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I do, but no, but and yeah. He, and he types would, like this. I would argue adulthood is in fact realizing you are all turtles. <laughs> you are it depends on the fact, situation. You're, you will in fact, if you, hopefully, you will have opportunities to be a leader, be the mad guy, be the mm-hmm. fun guy, and be the smart guy. That you is in be- fact what it takes to become a well-rounded adult. It's a different turtle depending on the situation. You know right. what I mean? Because if, because like you know, I might be I'm a Le- in in groups of creative people. I am a Leonardo, but like in the business world, I'm a, I'm a I guess I'm a Raphael or something. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the context. If there's too many Leonardos, you kind of need to slink back and become like a Michelangelo to counterbalance it. Um, mm. It's a real it's a real you know it's it's just part of navigating the adult world. You're going to be slightly different depending on like the people that you're around. I think that's very natural. Um, as long as you're a Mondo Gecko and not a Gordon Gecko. I love stocks. Mondo and not stock that you'd have in Shredder's Turtle Soup because no, no. that no. is the only that's the only uh, that's the only thing Shredder's got. Like he he comes in, he's like, I'm gonna do my turtle soup line, and then hopefully I can kill these guys because I got nothing else. Got no other personality. Fucking, I've got nothing up. else to like well, insult these. Shredder people. is the fun, fundamentally the box box a version actually did make him interesting, and in that they made him just an evil Krang, like a Krang alien. Oh, fun. Um, where he was like a war criminal trapped on, like imprisoned on Earth. So like, yeah, his. Whole Shredder goal was to get off of Earth and go back to conquering the galaxy. That's Shred- oh, that's cool. That's something. That's, cool. that's a character motivation. Shredder is a um, a testament to the idea that, like in a in a cartoon or comic book medium, a good character design will take you ninety percent of the way. Yeah. Very much like, a, a Boba Fett type. Indeed. Uh, like, nothing else going on, but there's just something about the design of this person K- K- that, like, Casey a, a child Jones especially... has more personality than the Shredder. Don't but you also, say Casey Jones with that indignant tone? Casey no, Jones no, fucking the thing. rules. I was... I, I could talk like, yeah, I'm technically Donatello. I was a Casey kid. I loved the big galoot in the hockey mask and the oh. golf bag full of, like, sports hockey equipment. sticks and, and cricket, cricket bats. Cricket bats and golf shit. clubs. Like, the, I was a Casey guy. Casey's cool. I K- love Casey Jones. Casey's the best. There is a, a reoccurring A genuine absence too. from the film. I, I missed Casey, but also... There was no time. There's You couldn't, you couldn't fit him in edgewise. There's already uh, way too much going on in this movie. I, I missed him, but also I realized, like, there's too much here. Part of the... I don't know. I just, Maybe this is why I say it's like the turtles are kind of like a, a Rosetta Stone. Another reason why I say it is just, like, I just, like, every group of friends I've ever acquired, like, that I've ever been a part of, that I've ever, like, been close with... I have some sort of like turtles experience with, uh, whether it's like 
playing Shredder's Revenge <laughs> with you and Forrest and my wife, whether it's watching all four of the Turtles movies before like Michael Bay came out, the Michael Bay ones came out with my friend Mark. Uh, uh, it's, it's always just like they just keep and they're just a, a they're a good like the Turtles are a, a weird kind of like background music for friends, like guy mm. friends. But I remember when we watched all four of those, uh, the three live action ones with the animatronic turtles and then that that bad CG one that's just called TMNT. I remember like in the third one, like Casey's not in that second Spirit of the Ooze, uh, Secret of the Ooze at all. But he pops up, he pops up in that uh, in that third one and seeing like Casey walk in in that third one felt like your cool friend from high school that you've not seen since then like arriving at the high school reunion you're like Casey's here Casey Jones is the young adult who hangs out with the teens and like buys them beer (laughs) no that's what that's why he's great Yeah, exactly. I didn't. That was not a disparagement against uh, my my good friend Casey, Casey Jones. Casey Jones is the guy who buy <laughs> is the my guy close who personal associate Casey and Jones. he buys you condoms. That's Casey. Casey Jones yeah. has a fucking van with a spray painted mural on the yes. side. Casey Casey's cool. Casey will tell you about music, man. Casey will be like, "You gotta listen to this fucking record, mm-hmm. dude." And you know what? Casey, It'll be good if Casey. Casey Jones it. has a playlist on a Spotify that is like what of what the what the Beatles album would have been if they kept going after Abbey Road? That's like mm-hmm. all of their so- solo songs. Casey's yeah. just a cool guy. Casey yeah. rules. He's just a cool guy. He's, he, you know, he's got. He might not fit into society's standards, mm-hmm. but uh, but if Shredder falls in the back of a dump truck, he's gonna go. Oh, whoops! <laughs> while he murders <laughs> him, <laughs> while he murders just him. brutally murders Shredder. Yeah. Oops! Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie! Uh, it's the coolest thing anybody's ever done. But I think, okay, to to because, you know, we're not going to walk through the plot of this movie, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think there's three fundamental decisions that were made in the construction of this movie that I think are, are key to why it works and why it doesn't feel, like, super, super stale, despite the fact that, you know, there's been nonstop turtles for 40 years. <laughs> One, as we previously discussed, lack of shredder. Yes, it, well, I it, think it's focused because TMNT is a like it's a hairy franchise because it's not just there isn't just ninjas there isn't just robots and mutants there's also time travel there's also aliens both Krangs and Triceratons who are like Triceratops yeah. people from another planet and they have gladiators right. Usagi Ojimbo shows up I mean hell yeah now we're fucking talking it's my mm-hmm. dude uh, but I think. If you go up to a person on the street, a regular person with a regular brain, <laughs> and you what, ask them... Wouldn't know if I saw one. You ask them, list villains of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Shredder they got. Yeah, maybe, after... Maybe a Bebop and Rocksteady, not by name. Not by name. They would say, oh, the, the, the Warthog guy. And, yeah. Uh, like, I think he's I think a... Is he a hippo? What's going on there? Yeah. And then... I mean, a scant 10% might be able to find you, like, the little brain guy. Brain <laughs> Krung. Krung. Krunk? Krang? Krung? Um, yes, I think, I think that's Krang's it. Krang's so, new groove. Pivoting away from that and, and having a different villain, I think, was 
a good choice. It, it's something different than turtles, or, you know, turtle stew, as well, we've discussed. It's previously. also focused because the the movie is focused entirely on just stab on just there being mutants at all, and that's it. It doesn't introduce any other concepts like right. Cy- what is a like, mutant like identity? Ninjas, like cybernetic ninjas, like triceratops aliens, like time travel. Like right. we don't we don't need that shit. We're just trying to establish. Hey, there's a slime that makes animals into people, and that's all we need. But also, like, if you're gonna have this like fucking cool ass character design. Uh, by Woodrow White, son yeah. of Wayne White, uh, mm-hmm. production designer on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, uh, if I followed have... him on on Instagram a long time ago. Didn't know that he did designs for this film. He did some sick ass uh, character well, you, portraits. You also for get Lost. Yeah. you also get Nickelodeon. God, for, somehow still the only comp- kids media company that recognizes that kids like fucked up character design. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, like yeah. to see ugly people. Well, that's what I was going to say, like, you're you're doing a disservice to the, just like, the totally rad art style that you've done, you know, that you've made for this movie, if you have one bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. it's just, you have, Which, it's... It, it, and the, the art style that you mentioned, I think, is the second key decision, is yes. like, we are committing to this, and listen... The impact of Into the Spider-Verse on American animation cannot be overstated. You you cannot undercredit how much that movie, un- which did not do incredibly well financially when it came out, like, unlocked something in, in American studio animation that, like, oh, it doesn't all have to look this one way. It doesn't Thank have to God. look like a 3D Disney cartoon. We can do... A, a puss in boots, a bad guy. Can, can I actually a, posit an earlier inspiration, the Lego movie? Mm. I mean, hey, listen, I'm I'm willing to give those guys credit for a, whatever. A, like the, a movie that not only yes broke the like like yes explicit like that hyper smooth DreamWorks Pixar Disney original like tangled look, but also added a sense of tactility. Um. This yeah. move, because like there are parts of uh, Mutant Mayhem that almost look stop motion, that are like totally. extremely textured in ways that Into the Spider Verse is not. Into the Spider Verse is very, it has like a lot, like it's not textured. There's not like a feel to that the way that Mutant Mayhem looks. Like I could like pick up a Mutant Mayhem looks toyetic in ways yeah. in ways that. Um, Into the Spider-Verse is not. Yeah, and there's this, like, there's this, like, scribble effect. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, mm-hmm. when light is, like, leaking out of, like, a TV or something, or we see a light in the distance, it has this, like, it feels just like a hand-drawn well, the, scribble light the, effect that mm-hmm. is so cool and tactile. The, uh, this movie has two directors, but only one is ever mentioned in any of the, uh, yeah, uh, the media surrounding it, but the the one that's mentioned is he's directed uh, Mitchell versus the Machines, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Um, but he has stated like a very scribbly movie. He wanted the movie to look like, you know, like notebook scribbles yes. from like your from high school, totally. And I think that was listen, I mission mean, accomplished, a, just, mission accomplished. But it's also just like such 
the perfect call for something like this because mm-hmm. I think part of like what the turtles do is just like as you were as you were saying earlier like character design goes you know we'll do 90% of the work for you but I think like there's just so many folks that like the beginnings of their journey towards like making art or and it may be like this is the beginnings of their journey but also like where it stopped um I think there's like just like every boy at some point in their life has like attempted to draw the turtles Mm -hmm. and I think like just something, something. I, I think having this art, having that art style for this movie, really dials into that. This like that that feeling that like I don't know. Just seeing like the first time I ever saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a box of toys my grandma got for me at a yard sale, and right. I didn't know what the fuck these four guys were. It wasn't until I was in my twenties that I learned that like three of the toys I had in that box were actually Toxic Crusaders, uh, <laughs> but like. It didn't matter because I was just like, these guys look cool. <laughs> and uh, Oh, the, the yard sale box of anonymous toys. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that, we're talking about a grocery store VHS. You know what I mean? Like, no, but that's just get, that just very, gets dropped. Oh, God. And, the, the, like, trash bag full of old McDonald's toys. Yeah. Geez, was a, like, a treasure, you might as well have just, like, kicked open a treasure chest. Yes, and they all come tumbling out, and you've no fucking idea what they are. There's no labels, there's no box or whatever, and you're like, okay, this is Archangel from the X-Men, and this is a G.I. Joe, and they're hanging out. (laughs) They're interacting, because I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, I guess this is from the, I guess this is from, like, the Atlantis movie, but I can't tell if it's Burger King or Wendy's. (laughs) And that's, that's how you know it's quality. Mm Mm-hmm. Is if you can't tell what fast food chain it originated from. I I just think that uh that the art style attached to this movie just like dials into that like I don't know I think that's part of why this movie works so much is it just like despite this being the seventh eighth Turtles movie if yeah. you in, if you include the Fox Box original movie Turtles Forever uh, the oh. Spider Verse movie before the Spider Verse movie. Um, I think it just dials into that, like, discovering this thing for the first time feeling. Well, because it taps uh, into, like, physicality. It taps into, yeah. like, the material sense of having toys and having a notebook to draw adventures about them in. It actually takes the fun of taking your wingnut and, le- and like, leatherhead action figures and, like bashing them together and then while you're at school and you can't play with your toys you have to then scribble well, okay if wingnut's gonna go in like then the leather face <laughs> is gonna come in like nah 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 and if i had my toys right now this is what i would be doing with exactly. them i'll draw it out yeah um and and i think and that man i don't know i hope kids are still getting that I hope kids still, like, get to enjoy that anymore. Well, I I do think, too, part of what the Turtles did for me is just because, like, I was introduced to them through, like, a big box of them. It, it, it does, like, force you to use your imagination because you're like, I don't know who these fucking guys are. I don't know how they know each other. I have to make it up. Yeah. And so, like, this movie does have that kind of, like, 
just dumped over box of rummage sale mm-hmm. toys kind of feel to it. Because you're just like, you know, just you see Mondo Gecko in a car with Rocksteady yeah. with Wingnut. <laughs> like, just... and that's what I think is the genius of introducing. Like, and I think there is like a name for this team that like the Mutanimals or some shit. <laughs> um, is Who that cares? it? Intru- is that it introduces the fact that like anyone could be a mutant, which is fun. Um, it is. It, it sets the precedent of like if you could. A mutant Sona. Uh, you know, baby's first furry. Uh, if you could... No, no, no. And I, I, I mean that sincerely. Of like, this movie's gonna make a lot of scalies, let me tell you. If ya. you could be a mutant, what kind of mutant would you be? That's fun. In ways that, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the previous iteration of the T of, of the Turtles, where it's just four mutants fighting ninjas, it's like, th- there's there's that... La- like, there's less personalization. In, where... Instead of having to kind of graft yourself onto one of the four turtles, Mutant Mayhem opens the press, opens the concept that anyone could be a mutant, and it leaves you space to then cre- imagine what kind of mutant you'd be. Mm-hmm. Which I would, which is a much richer seam for imagination and creativity. Well, and also, 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 just that that like thing of just like because. Uh boys and young males are actively discouraged from ever like doing anything about their mental health (laughs) uh it does like lean into that like those feelings of just like oh you april o'neill by all like like seems like a normal person but she feels like a mutant as well Mm -hmm. uh and it just like dials into that uh those feelings that you have as a as a young kid of just like feeling like an other feeling like you don't belong feeling and uh and oh, how uh, a franchise that's all about feeling like a freak in your own body where you don't really <laughs> fit uh where nothing seems to work right and <laughs> and it's changing cannot, cannot be scanned on the teenage control. experience cannot, and how cannot it feels like when you walk into a chain link improv for the first time or whenever you have your first zoom call with the melons or whatever where you're like oh my god, these guys are all weird too, and they're so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, uh, it helps uh, invigorate those, like, feelings of community that, uh, you know, you don't always get. And uh, and that's a cool thing. For, that's a cool trick for a movie to pull off. Nothing more inspiring than finding a freak like me. Yeah, dude! Too true. Too true. Uh, There's a third thing you, you had, Kevin. That is, absolutely. And I think... <laughs> This is perhaps the most important decision that they made when they were considering making Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in this film are actually fucking teenagers for once in their entire What happened is that Seth Rogen went at the pitch meeting where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was written on a whiteboard and he wrote... An S after teenager, and then a dollar <laughs> sign. <laughs> they underlined it three times. Teenagers. They are teenagers. They're not like because if you go back and you watch, you know, those like Henson movies, they're yeah. they're good. They're they charming. Are those are men. Those are forty year old men. And even like you know, every time they do a cartoon, it's like Seth Green or whatever. It's these are teenagers, unknoon teenage actors. They look like doing teenagers. These parts. They've got, yes, like, they weird, like... gangly bodies. 
Yes, well, they have weird bodies. They have cool voice, and they feel very current. And the way they're like, you know, talking all over each other, it feels like I'm watching fucking Bob's Burgers. The way they're just sort of like piling dialogue. What is this? An Altman film? The way they're <laughs> piling dialogue on top of dialogue, but it's like. It feels very natural. I would be not surprised to learn if they, like, recorded this all in the same booth at the same time. They you know, totally just, did. like, get that energy, get that back and forth. They um, uh, they had multiple sessions where it's the four turtles together, where it's the four turtles and Ice-T together, where it's the four, tor- where the four turtles and... and uh, Iowa Debris. Iowa Debris, the best Hollywood handbook guest uh, in the studio <laughs> together. And good for her. Good for Iowa Debris. She's having, she's finally having her time. She's mm-hmm. in, she's having her summer. Summer of Io. I think, too, just, like, this is the first time, like, they ever tried to do that teenage thing, and it, like, with an earnest try, I think like kids can see kids have like young children have such good, like bullshit detectors. Yeah. And, uh, kids hate phonies. Mm -hmm. And like, we can tell when we're watching, you know, the OC that Ryan is a 35 year old (laughs) man and he's not a high school kid, but like, there was a that, moment, that, you know, the OC is still good, but those are adults. Still, you know, those uh, are when I'm watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> it's like those are those are grown ass people, which is uh, why I'm fine with their schemes because you know they're they're adults. They're adults, but there's a uh, there's a moment in this one where it's like, and I can't remember what it is, but there's this like a full minute where it's just all four turtles just like doing a bit with each other. Mm-hmm. Riffing. And so that's all it is. It's all, they're all just riffing and they're all riffing over like saying a word funny. And that's all it is. And like, I cannot count how many times I have had that experience with three other guys, you know, that's yeah, just like, it's here that, in this podcast. It's called movies for babies. Yeah. It's called movies for babies. It's called puffin. It's called, you know, yeah. I know, and and that just that helps having like four actual teenagers in there, like just doing those bits and acting like normal humans do, and not acting like fucking giant forehead James Hurley in Twin Peaks, like <laughs> them actually feeling like teenagers. Like it, uh, it, it helps. It helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. It helps like lean, you know, make the movie feel real they did a really good uh, job doing distinct character designs too yeah which is like it's it, it it's incredible how long it took them to get there where like it used to be like yes you did one model of turtle because you had one toy mold and it's easier yes, exactly. to change yes. colors of plastic than to change the shapes and by the dint of advanced engineering we could have different shaped turtles that could, dare I say, reflect their personalities. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't you say that. We can... You take that back. We can create an environment where we don't have mistakes, where, like, where the turtle that you're seeing is wearing Raphael's colors, mm-hmm. but he's talking in Michelangelo's voice <laughs> while he's holding a bow staff. You don't have that situation. Any, you don't have those situations anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Like, like that happened twice an episode of the 80s cartoon uh, because they're all so distinct and look different and sound different and feel different. Mm -hmm. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, no, like there was um, the second most recent iteration one, which was uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, just straight up made them different species. 
like oh that's cool where raf is a snapper turtle leo is like a red band turtle where they have like red streaks over their eyes and he's like normal um michelangelo is a box turtle so he's the only one who can like go into his shell and donatello oh, cool. is a soft shell turtle so he has like oh, cool. a mech backpack Oh, that's uh, that's, that's, a, nice. that's the first Nickelodeon uh, iteration no, of the, the Turtles, right? The second one. The first one was oh, a CGI one. show. That's right, um, that's right. From the movie, from the film. No, it was different from TMNT. Oh, okay. It was just a different, it was just a wholly different creature. Uh, there was like... I give up. They got Ron Paulson back for it because he voiced Raph in the first show. And then he, they got him back to play Donatello for the first Nickelodeon show. And then he be, then he was the guy who just, I think he was the voice acting director for Rise. They should get him back now. Yeah. And he can be like, I'm 16 years old. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, they like did, when you watch like modern Animaniacs, or, they're like, I'm Yakko. Well, no, my favorite part of watching <laughs> modern Futurama is that now oh Fry God. sounds exactly like Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> If you watch like modern Simpsons, you're like, is Julie Kavner alive? Like, <laughs> oh, Bart. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Oh, me. Oh, me. Uh, or like, making, it, the worst she's is. making like mummy screeches. Marge starts speaking, and you're like, I think the speakers on our TV are broken. Yeah, is this like. <laughs> Marge back starts to, like, speaking, hi-fi? and like. Dogs start barking next door. (laughs) Like all all the birds outside your building fly away. The worst is Harry Shearer because he wasn't young when the show started, and now it's like, I'm Mr. Burns. You can like hear a man die. You can like you can hear a man's final word. He he finally sounds how Mr. Burns looks. Jesus. Those are what I think are special about this movie, which I had a fun time watching mm-hmm. in the movie theater. If it seems like your thing, you should go see it. Yeah. What do you guys think I, of I imagine... gay Splinter? Yeah, uh, what? Oh, Splinter's gay. Is no, he? he's not gay. He he likes no, the bug that was, lady. That was the right wing talking point. Was like, okay, yeah, because the quartering, that fucking an unbelievable piece of shit was like, sent out a tweet was like, oh, so they made Splinter gay. Of course they did. And whereas, like, this movie goes out of its way to show that Splinter is straight as hell. <laughs> like this, That he's this movie... straight, he's lonely, he misses, <laughs> yeah. like, he wants Splinter a lady. Wants he's like, trying uh, to find hot mutant ladies online, like, he mentions that, and then, like, at the end, he's with a bug lady. Sorry, Splinter's straight. Splinter, I, uh... conservative Splinter, undefeated. I was worried we'd have to make him a log cabin Republican, but it turns out... Turns out he's just, he's right down the line. Is, I... You, Turtles, I'm okay if you're gay, but don't rub it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> can we get the rainbow back, please? I can only imagine, I don't, I'm not on uh, X anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I, I got out way before, but I, I can only imagine that person, whoever you just talked the about, Kevin. The don't they, learn, don't learn, don't learn, don't learn. They, they, I'm assuming I, I, they just, like, I, you know, never I, watched this movie, right? I think he was a guy right? who got banned from Magic the Gathering tournaments for refusing to shower. Oh, that's, oh my, oh I my. gotta say, because, like, if you're at a Magic the Gathering tournament, the stink, you know, bar is already adjusted. You know what I mean? Like, we're already, oh. we're already, like, grading on a curve for the stink bar at the Magic tournament. If you're exceeding... 
If a man the MTG stink. If a man with Paradigm. audible stink lines ask like puts on a clothespin <laughs> and tells you to leave. I don't like mutant mayhem clotheslines are just animated over him just like <laughs> just uh if that person the, approaches the, like, the anti-pie lines whatever the opposite of the pie scent <laughs> lines are pie scent that beckons you in it's a scent that goes like no no what happens is that the scent lifts you up and then slams you on the ground and pushes you away Picks you, you up and spins you around and pushes you out. Yeah, yeah, it does a does a lariats you. <laughs> it puts you on a chokehold. Gives you a Just running like, clothesline. Yeah, two like two wispy green lines at fifty percent opacity. Just beating the fuck out of you. Picking you up. Picking you up by your underwear, giving you a wedgie, and your collar of your shirt, and throwing you out the front door. Mm. <laughs> Which, and it doesn't help that the quartering talks like a more embarrassing, like, Sylvester the Cat. Like, oh, no. Like, it's somehow shrill. It, he, he, he's shrill in a way that's even more grating. Like, we're just lucky that Splinter doesn't know how to live stream. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. That he'll never figure out that technology because he has some thoughts. I can't imagine like because he's the, like just, an old Jewish man, basically. I just can't imagine like it has to be that person just never watched the movie, right? I yeah. can't imagine someone coming out of this movie and I can't imagine someone like looking at the like the promotional materials and like, yep. Gay. I can't. I, I just quor- can't. The quartering uh, wouldn't have a career if he had media literacy. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I guess that's, like, that's part of like, it. Like, yeah. Basically, The Last Jedi and Captain Marvel were like his bread and butter. Like, he wasn't even around oh. for Gamergate. He was like four or five years after. It was easy to be a content farmer before COVID. <laughs> and Last Jedi, you had Captain Marvel. You didn't need anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I will say my one complaint about this movie, and it's not about the movie at all, but it is about my experience going to it. Um, I and this is a problem that I really only encounter with movies for babies movies. But like before I saw this movie, I saw trailers for the Marvels plural, uh, Blue Beetle, a new yep. Trolls movie. Yep. Um. The new Paw Patrol movie. Oh, yeah. Did you see the uh, one some about Inspector the... Sun? The, the Bugs. <laughs> no, the I didn't bugs see The movie? Bugs. Did you oh, see the one was... that was at, like, the summer camp that felt like a movie from 2006? Oh, I oh, did oh see... the one yeah. that's about, like, theater kids? I didn't I didn't see that in front of this movie, but I just saw, like, this Blue Beetles, Trolls, Inspector Sun, Marvel, Paw Patrol, and I was just, like... I was just thinking about, like, I don't know, do you guys ever just think about just, like, how much brain damage you just accumulate just going through your normal day? No, Vern, and that's I was my just normal like, media diet. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was just, like, so whenever, like, the like the lights finally dimmed, I was like, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, you don't stop. have to prepare for a movie that is mostly TV shows. That's really um, why people fucking applaud for the Nicole Kidman ad at AMC because it's like, oh my god, the fucking trailers are over. Oh, I don't know finally I, I'm so glad Jeez. she gets to remind me of Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, fuck. She fucking, god, she loves Jurassic World. She loves Creed 1. And who doesn't? Well, there's no, there's not, to my knowledge, there's not any AMCs here in Utah, so I've never oh. seen the Nicole Kidman ad. Oh wait, ad. so do you Burn, only like, get Marcus? 
no, do, do you get do you get a, the Marcus Ogres before every movie? No, we're a we're a regal family here in yeah. Utah. Oh, uh, so uh, well, consider it a blessing you don't have the not, Marcus family leering over you before any motion picture. Not that I have any like real brand allegiance. It's just it seems like all the theaters around here are, are regal, with the exception Wait. of like the Broadway. So if you have the regal, then you have the movie quotes ad did the movie quotes ad precede this film what's the movie quotes ad it at least I, for a period of time played before every movie at the regal cinemas and oh it was this ad of just like a thousand people entering the movie theater and then one of them would go somebody stop me and then the other one would go like oh do not go in there Nah. And then, like, they go up to the concession stand, and then they're like, uh, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite they, movie quote. They go no, the, the, yeah. the one that I get all the time, the one that I get all the time here now is um, just, like, 17 layers of, like, mats with an open, transparent PNG in the middle, <laughs> where you're just like... You're going through a carnival, and there's a window at the ticket taker booth, and then you go through that window, and then you're in a rainforest, and there's a little window that's tiny that has vines through it, and you keep like just keep going through these. Uh, I know this because one of them looks exactly like an open like tomb, like from <laughs> Jerusalem, and I'm like, so are the, they doing that to court the, the Bible crowd? And, and then what's funny is like later? it just like you keep going through and like th- there's a tomb one that looks like like the tomb that Jesus was like, <laughs> walked out of, and after that one there's like a science fiction room and that makes me laugh. Ooh. But I but it, what it always does is like uh, it always spits out at this like super like as close as you can get to a beginning of a Disney movie kingdom that you can possibly get legally. So like a big castle mm-hmm. and there's a dragon and there's a hot air balloon. But then it says something, something, something about like this the, is this is the only way this is the only type of screen to experience a movie on. You know, just like a like one of those like God thank you. Thank you so much for coming here to see a movie and not watching it on your cell phone. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. You don't know how happy we are to see you. Just, like, one of those, like, right. one of those things. Like, sort of like uh, reverse Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're desperate to please you because you're absent. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of we get a lot of those whenever we go to the non-Broadway theater here in, mm. in Utah. Okay. Well, I yeah. did put the cursed commercial in the chat. So, Always whenever that snap. that I saw that before movies mm. multiple 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 times I, and it drove me near suicide. In the mid- No, no, it's it can't be worse than the Marcus Cinema. No, Justin. It's worse. No. It doesn't matter what the Marcus Cinema ones is. I Justin, Justin, Justin Grubrath. Okay. Justin Grubrath. Yeah. I went to <laughs> I went to a podcast live show where they did nothing. But show movie theater pre roll. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and that's the most podcast content thing I've ever heard exactly. in my entire life. Uh, it was great. It was sold out. It's the fourth biggest venue in New York City, and they sold it out. <laughs> 
And this ad, and <laughs> and this ad that I have put in the chat, mm-hmm. I mean, I was worried there was going to be a violent revolt in, <laughs> in the Mosaic Theater. I was worried they were going to start ripping chairs out of the ground. It, tur- it, tur- it turned Mosaic into the... Oh, oh God. Oh God, Justin. God. Jesus Christ. Jesus. I'm God. cutting that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, Please do. I Please do. I immediately regret take that things gag. out, but good, good God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just going to bleep it, and then everyone gets to hear our reaction. And uh, <laughs> we'll forever wonder what Justin said. History will will never remember, uh, because I'll burn every copy. Um, so this has been... Your movies for babies on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, Mayhem. no, you gotta finish. It. What happened? What happened? Whenever did they play this? The, they played the that ad, play? and I, like I said, I they were I the reactions were violent. The reactions were like like it was Christopher fun. Reef on screen. Like when, like Christopher <laughs> Reef, like when the Taylor Swift audience like recently caused a minor like two point six earthquake. Yeah, I was wor- I, that basically happened in the Mosaic Theater in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, it was, it it was it was a bad scene. It was <laughs> people. This, Kevin, Kevin, this is nothing. No, it isn't. This is. Don't say that. I, I, okay, it's you're, not fair. This is, I'm not you're trivializing our trauma. This is not nothing. This is, you know, this is in fact something, but this is nothing. This is nothing compared to just the craggliest, the most wrinkly Jewish men just leering over the, like, 20-foot tall (laughs) theater screens, basically committing Me Too in front of you (laughs) as they're, like, making their employees fangirl over them. And there's multiple generations so there is like you're just seeing they could get wrinklier. They could <laughs> they have more. They could there were there are there are more folds in a human face than you had ever thought possible. Like- Ears could not get bigger, and they do, and it's just horrific. As just these like these wretched men insist that they're so happy to have you over, as they hold you hostage for their motion picture experience. I'm sorry, Kevin. As cringe as this video may be, there is nothing no. worse, truly nothing worse, than a Marcus family cinema intro. To find one, find one and send it to me. I will fucking tell you whether or not it's up to snuff. There's one that I I, I cannot talk because I'm not like I, I I try to be uh, sensitive. I try to be aware that uh you know or a vast tapestry and uh, you know just everyone on this planet comes from a different walk of life. But I I'm a dumb idiot. Like, I'm a clumsy person, and I'm not sensitive enough and delicate enough to, like, talk about it with, like, because I know, like, I will just, like, say, I'll just, I'll, I'll end up, like, just saying something horrible accidentally. But there, there is one that uh, I saw frequently whenever I lived in Missouri, and it, it always bummed me out, but, uh, but I can't. I cannot talk about it. I cannot talk about it because of the subject matter, and I cannot talk about it because of the cast that they had involved. Wow. Um, uh, and I cannot talk about it. But it was just. Uh, 
Oofa doofa. <laughs> I don't know. I think like those m- movie intro. Th- I don't know. It's just like they're so stupid. Like who? Ca- like the only one that's ever been good is the Nicole Kidman one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Correct. The, the only exception being. Um, Let's all go to the movies. The dancing. Let's all go, let's to, the all go to the lobby. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they do it. Apart from the fact that like, uh, m- theater owners were terrified they were going to go bankrupt for a couple years there, <laughs> and just absolutely terrified. And uh, and they the only thing they can think to like. Let's not ever let that happen again. Is just like I guess we try being nice. (laughs) The only thing I can think of to like maybe that will make people come back uh, if we just try being nice. Uh, I mean, let's (laughs) let's still put like let's still make nine out of ten auditoriums in this theater play the the ant-man movie because we we have we have no choice but to accept the money i mean yeah they signed that contract that says um, you have mm-hmm. to turn over 80 percent of your screens to this mm-hmm. uh, but i just uh, i can't i those those pre-roll ads i just the only thing i can think is just like they're so just like Please, like, please don't ever leave me. I need you, <laughs> please. <laughs> what do you want? You want the, you want the Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman? What do you want? What do you want? What do you? I need film mother. I need film mother. I need film mother. I need the film mother, which is the next film on movies for babies because they <laughs> eat a baby. In the film mother. In the film mother. But uh, actually, I don't know what our next film is. Oh. Only. Vern Tooley knows. Oh, I know it's a tight ninety. It's a. That's the it's only a tight, clue I have. It's a tight ninety-one. Now uh, I assume. Oh. Now I'm guessing here. You know, since mm. your pick is falling in the month of October, is it going to be a little spooky? It is mm. not not in a conventional way. Mm. Uh, whenever <laughs> I became aware that uh, I would be next on the rotation. After Barbie, after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, I uh, you had a couple I, months to think about. I it, had really, a couple really months really marinate, and uh, uh, for the longest time, uh, my choice was a different movie than the one I'm getting ready to say. But it was between two movies: the one I'm getting ready to say, and the one that will have to be left for next time I come up in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But in light of recent events, I think there's only one choice. Uh, I think the the movie that I was going to pick is going to have to get put on the back burner. In light of recent events, folks, the next movie we're going to talk about on Movies for Babies, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh! oh. I think uh, it was between oh. that and another movie, and then mm. real life happened in a very sad way, and I think it's the only choice. And, wow. uh, and it's a perfect October choice because those fucking clowns and fucking large Marge are the scariest things and ever put to cinema. I, <laughs> ever I've, put to I've, c- I've directed by Tim directed Burton. Directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, I'm scared already. I've actually, I've never seen it. This will be a dry peewee. Uh, wow. uh, I think you're in for a treat. You're going to find out why exactly Vern and I are so yeah. fucked up. <laughs> you're going to find out so much about not just me and Justin, but like, 
I want to say like a third of your friends, Kevin. Mm. Like <laughs> you're going to just things are going to click about so many people in your oh. life whenever you finally see this movie. Mm. Well, uh, I look forward to the experience. Uh, uh, Good. Uh, me too. Uh, it's a, uh, a movie that I've uh, carried with me my whole life, and uh, I, I think it's only right, R.I.P. Wee, to uh, to talk Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And that's my choice. And then we'll have to find out, I don't know, like 17 movies from now, what my other one was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's actually probably, I think the 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 runway is pretty clear for, from here on out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not aware of any other, like, appointment viewing. I don't see any hot topics for 20. Yeah, I think, like, maybe our next appointment, like, in theater viewing is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 in December 2024. Yeah, I can't think of... I don't think Killers of the Flower Moon is a movies for babies movie. Sadly. Dune. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kung Fu Panda 4. I haven't seen any of them. It would be weird to start there. I guess I'm not against it. <laughs> I guess, you know, whatever. I can. I bet I can pick up on it. I bet if I watched Kung Fu Panda 4, I could, like, put the pieces I've, together. I've actually never seen any Kung Fus either. So going into the fourth installment blind... Would be interesting. We could watch Kung Fu Hustle instead. Ooh, 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 ooh. Or Kung Pao. Those are both Kung, movies ooh, for babies. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh-wee. But yeah, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. 91 minutes. Not 90, but 91. Oh, but yeah. Pushing it. Yeah, pushing it. it. Yeah, pushing it. But that's okay. I'm. We're looking forward to it. Um, and either, you know, maybe this turtle episode drops right when I get done editing it, or maybe it drops in September when it's technically supposed to. Who knows? Uh, but in October, we'll be back, and we'll talk a little peewee. We'll be on the other side of a little production, you know? Yeah. I'll be uh, on the other side of two productions. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, what perfect way to talk about, what a better time uh, to talk about uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure than uh, during a period of art caused delirium. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds conceptually perfect. Again, I've not seen the film, yeah. but it feels like it. Those dominoes line right up, actually. Um, perfect. Anyway, uh, I have another show, Run the Julias, uh, where I watch Ooh. every movie uh, starring Julia Roberts. Oh, uh, That's also monthly. Uh, Let me know when you get to uh, Mirror Mirror. Uh, listen, we can bump it up the list based upon, you know, guests requesting things. The first couple are just me and old Cat Scott, but soon, you know, we're going to want to juice those, Scott, those uh, downloads. A pleasant surprise to hear at the end of the last month uh, episode on Barbie. Oh, yeah. No, killer epilogue. And they sent me that. It was, they asked if they could guest, and I said, no one can ever guest on this show. They will be bulldozed like Michael McDonald in Austin Powers. They will be, you know what I mean? Steamrolled into a human pain. They'll be steamrolled yeah. like Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. It's just like you, no one can ever guest on this show. Uh, but I, the, the epilogue I thought was good and timely and thoughtful and offered a perspective on things that uh, the three of us, <laughs> we don't have. <laughs> we sorely missed. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, until next time, listener, goo is good. Goo is cool. More <laughs> movies should have goo. It's Mondo Gecko instead of Gordon Gecko. Just delivering a, <laughs> delivering a monologue. I love it. Goo 
Green for lack of a good. better word, is good. I want 15 shares of mutagen at 16 and a half. <laughs> you love that structure. I, it's, because it's like, to me, it's like not English. It's not real Yeah, it doesn't, words. I, people I have mean, tried to explain well that to in tongues. I, I, I look at like footage of the stock market, it's just like people screaming, holding pieces of paper in their hands, and I'm like, what information is being conveyed? I didn't here? realize until this show with the Barbie episode, just like how much like men bother me. I knew that they bothered me a lot, but I didn't how realize like you? to the extent and I didn't realize until uh, Vern um, Tooley's gone woke. Uh, I didn't realize. Oh, I thought for a second there. I thought you were going to me like there was audio problems on my end. But I didn't realize until <laughs> getting stoned, Wall Street, just like how much I fucking hate money. Just I hate money because <laughs> it's like it's all made up. It's not real. And like Vern, you're the anti gecko. And like <laughs> nothing to me, like nothing underscores how made up and totally fucking horseshit bullshit it is. Then like. I want 18 shares of this at 17 and a half. That's not, it's, 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 it's made up. What does that it's, mean? Well, no, because it's, it's finance. Real. It's not actually anything. Like, gold is, like, gold is, like, currency is fine because that's, like, a material thing. Finance is just, is just pieces of paper. I can it's under- just numbers in your head that you yell at. I can understand losing your mind over gold because it's pretty rock. It's a pretty rock. Yeah. But, like... Getting bent up out of shape over like, oh no, my green slips of paper. Like that's like I, I it's just it's like how childish. Like how childish do you have to be? Especially now whenever money is just 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 made up numbers. Just made up numbers on a screen. I can go on Photoshop right now and become the richest person in the world. I it's just made up numbers and just William like, Friedkin. No, William Friedkin hired like the like the best uh, forger in the country for one of his movies, and then he kept spending the money. <laughs> what a cool guy. I mean, what also a psychopath, but what a cool guy. I what do think cool guy. finance guys are the one group of people we should put in the Logan's Run, you turn 30 and you get sucked in the yeah. big blender machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think no, we should think invent we should the Logan's Run le- machine I, for Wall Street guys. No, 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 Kevin, we need to be more benevolent. We should bring back human zoos for these people. I yeah I I, I I I would I would actually love to put these guys in enclosures where they're well fed and cared for and they get medicine, but we just put like peanut butter kongs in like safe boxes. <laughs> but there's a there's a coin in the bottom of the kong. Yeah no, but yeah. what we do is we put like corn and like frozen peas in a bloomberg terminal and they get to like to fish it out with bamboo sticks i think they'd have fun with that i think we could freeze like strawberries and blocks of ice for the summer for for the finance (laughs) bros to like lick and smash Mm -hmm. to get at the sweet treats inside i love it i love it let's do it let's do it let's do it I hate uh, money, but I love turtles. I know you wanted to wrap Human up, like, Zoos 2024 uh, coming to a neighborhood near you. We bought a human zoo. We bought a human zoo. We bought a hey, we bought a human zoo. Bought a human zoo with money. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> they said a gamer could never become a race car driver. Oh god. Apparently he apparently someone like one of the drivers killed like a pedestrian <laughs> in the race. Who hasn't? 
<laughs> like they, no, but that means they weren't as good drivers as they thought they were. Person which defeats have been on the, the whole premise of the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna become a race car driver because I played Grand Theft Auto 4 and I drove on the sidewalks only. Don't, 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 don't,